When it comes to my love life, I was a late bloomer. I had my first kiss, my first date, my first sex, all when I was 21 years old. So it took me a while to figure it out. But since then, I've met my girlfriend. We have two children together. We are building a business together. And we have this amazing love relationship. So what I wanted to share here in this video is how this all got together, how I finally figured out attraction and relationships. And what I want to do here is I want to divide this in four different phases. Phase one, self-discovery. Phase two is attraction. Phase three is intimacy. And phase four is longevity. Feel free to skip ahead if you want to, if you're already in a relationship. But man, this is going to be so helpful. So I recommend you watch the entire video. With that being said, let's jump right in. So my story starts basically in 2015. I just finished high school and I was about to move to a city called Bernburg in Eastern Germany that I had never heard about. It was a tiny town of 30,000 people, mostly elderly people, and then a few students, a thousand students. Half of them were from China, exchange students. And then about 500 German students, and that was it. It was a tiny town. It was 200 kilometers away from Berlin. And I pretty much felt incredibly lonely my first year there. I just had no connections, no friends, no intimacy, no one to talk to, no one to share my pain with. So the first few months, I just sat in my student apartment, which was tiny. It was one room, the size maybe of this room right here. And there was my kitchen, there was my study table, there was my bed, there was everything in there. And I just sat there, played video games, watched movies, and felt pretty much miserable. But then, at some point, I decided I need to take life into my own hands. And I started getting on dating apps. And then six months in, as I was living there, I finally met this girl on a dating app and we actually connected. We went on a date and it was an amazing connection. And then for the next week, we just spent every day together. She was new to this town too. And we had this amazing connection. And that's when I had my first kiss and the first time sex. And it felt amazing. But then she just left without any words, without any explanation. And I felt more miserable than ever before. I mean, if you've ever been broken up with or been ghosted by someone you really were into, that's terrible. It feels absolutely horrible. And I felt that pain. And that pain actually became the driver for me to figure out, well, how do relationships really work? Because at that point, I was just bumbling in. I had no idea how it really worked. At some point, that was actually helpful because I was just so dumb. I didn't really think about too much about what do I do on a date? What do I think about during sex or so? So it helped me relax. But at some point, I was just getting in my way. So I had to learn, well, how do relationships really work? And the first few weeks after she had broken up with me, it was just terrible. I felt miserable. But then I decided I'm going to learn this. I'm going to study this. I'm going to master it. And I was this shy kid. I couldn't talk. I just, 
was so scared of women, of being rejected. But then I found this book on becoming an attractive man. And it was all about, well, how do you get outside your comfort zone, overcome your fears, and talk to women, be comfortable with them, and have fun. Have fun in your relationships. And here's what I did. For the next six months, I focused on overcoming my fears and talking to women every single day. I just made a commitment to myself that every day I'm going to go out on the street and talk to one new woman. And it was terrifying. And here's the truth. Most of the time I did bail. Most of the time I failed miserable. I mean, I would go up to a woman and she'd walk right there and I'd just go straight past her. I, I wouldn't even talk to her because I was so scared of starting a conversation. And I was doing that with strangers on purpose because I didn't want my friends to know that I was doing all of this, that I was embarrassing myself all the time. But I mean, I was failing all the time. But I call this phase self-discovery because I found my power. I found my personal power. I finally started taking my own responsibility in my own hands instead of giving it away. Before, I was just hoping to find someone. I was just hoping to meet someone who sees my true value and I didn't realize that I needed to do work on myself to become a better communicator, to be more confident, to know how to express myself and all those things that are important when it comes to relationships. So I found my personal power and it gave me hope. It gave me hope. Because once you have your personal power, once you reclaim your personal power, it gives you hope because you can do something. You can overcome any obstacle and you can create your destiny. Before then, I was just sitting on my hands waiting for my life to change, but it never did and it crushed my hope. It crushed my hope because I just didn't feel like it would ever change. So I finally had hope again. I finally was proactive. And one of the main traits of successful people in any domain in life is that they are proactive. They don't wait to get into great shape. They don't wait to find a great partner. They don't wait to start that business. They jump in, they plunge in and they take action. They decide that this is an area of my life that I want to master and they find ways to improve. They find ways to do something. They find ways to take life into their own hands. Now, is everything in your life within your control? Absolutely not. No. But that's nothing you can do anything about it. I mean, you can't do anything about luck. You can create it a bit and you can turn the odds in your favor by taking massive action. So I was doing that for six months and I failed all the time. I failed all the time and I got discouraged. I got knocked down. I went on a few dates, but they didn't lead anywhere. They were terrible oftentimes, but I learned a lot along the journey. I learned to trust myself. I found a bit of inner peace. I found a bit of inner strength and it was so valuable. And then here's what happened. Six months in, I decided to give up 
because I was doing all that work, but it didn't pay off. I didn't find someone. I didn't have a great relationship. I mean, I was meeting my fears every single day, face on. But I just wasn't progressing. So I decided to quit. And on the same day, it was June 22nd, 2016. I also went to the gym and I met a friend and I told him, well, there's this party going on tonight, but I am not going. Not interesting. Nope. And that friend, he didn't even know I was on this journey, but he told me, well, Yannick, why don't you give it a try? I mean, you don't have to go. You don't have to stay, but why don't you give it a try? Maybe you have fun. Maybe it's going to be the greatest party of your life. And the entire day I was thinking about it and I was confused. But in the end, I decided, well, let's just give it a shot. Let's just play full out, be there and do my best. And that was hands down the single best decision I have ever made in my life. Because here's what happened. The same night, the same night I met my girlfriend, the same night. But what if I had quit? What if I had stopped trying? And here's the main lesson. You never know when you're going to catch a break. So keep on going. Keep on moving forward. Don't let discouragement or lack of progress stop you. You never know when you're going to catch a break. So it could be tomorrow. It could be tomorrow. But if you quit today, tomorrow will never come. So that's the first phase. And then we met. And we had this instant connection. There was this vibrancy, this aliveness, this deep bond that we shared immediately. And for weeks, we just spent every minute that we had together. Like when I learned about dating, for example, I thought like, well, you play cool. And once you have sex with a girl, then, well, you wait a week or so to call her again. And then, we had sex and she went on to her class in college and I was just taking an off day. And on the same afternoon, she texted me. So we got back together the same day and then we basically spent every day together. Thank God, because if I had played those games, this wouldn't have turned out. So playing games, this is not a real thing to do. You just should not play games because the only people who respond to playing games are the ones who are not really the person you want to be with long term. So this is huge. So I'm so thankful she wasn't playing games. She was just being her. She was just being real. She enjoyed my company. So we decided to spend more time together naturally. So this was huge. So we spent every minute together. We were taking long nature walks every day. We were living basically on the countryside. So when I was leaving my student's apartment, I was basically out in the woods. I was basically out in nature. So we were taking long nature walks and it was magical. And the first few months of relationship, they're always this magic. So, this has been huge, but wait a minute. We haven't really talked about what should you do in phase number two. 
attraction. So let's start there. Let's just pull back a bit and then let's talk about phase three. What do you do there? So in phase two, when it comes to meeting someone, here are three things you should focus on. Number one, you should focus on becoming open, becoming an open communicator and being open to different people. When we start dating, we often have these solid fixed expectations. Well, he has to have a six pack app. He must be six feet tall. He must have a great job and all these things. But if you have all these expectations, what are the chances of you ever meeting someone who meets all of your expectations? I mean, it's good to have a vision in mind. It's good to have some things that you really need, but most of those things, they're not really important. Like how tall is he or she? What's their weight? Do they like cats? Those things don't really matter. The second key is confidence. When you start dating, you have to develop that confidence and confidence is really built through experience. The more experience you have, the more confidence you're going to get. So you need to put yourself out there. And then thirdly, you had, you need to have an anti-fragile mindset. It's based on a book called Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb. And it's a brilliant book. And the concept is so simple. There are things that break in adversity. There are things that stay the same in adversity. And when you are anti-fragile, you get stronger in adversity. So when you start dating, you're going to be rejected a lot. You're going to face disappointment. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but you have to remember you get stronger through those experiences. Everything you've endured up until this moment have made you stronger. It's made you more capable, more confident. So you have to have this mindset of, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to be better because of this. Because at some point, all these skills, all these experiences, they're going to help you. They're going to help you break through. I mean, when I was doing that work for six months and overcoming my fears, I, I never really thought this was going to pay off at some point. I just didn't believe in that. I got discouraged so much. And I didn't see that I was progressing. But when I met my girlfriend, it all came together. Before, I wasn't ready for that. I didn't have the skills or the confidence yet. But at that point, I had. And it changed everything. So you have to believe that the future will be better. That everything you're learning right now is for a reason. It's priming you to get to where you want to go. So that's phase two attraction. Then phase three is building intimacy. And that's where we're really at. So back then we were taking long nature walks together. We were spending so much time together and I had to learn how to be more vulnerable. I had to learn how to be more vulnerable because sharing who I really was, that wasn't easy for me. I had all these insecurities. I mean, let's not fool ourselves here. When I started getting into a relationship, I was a hot mess in action. I mean, I was having no clue how this really works. I had learned about it. I had studied about it. But you need to have experience. 
only knowledge and experience combined together lead to wisdom. So at first I was a hot mess in our first year together. Honestly, I was just a hot mess. I had all these insecurities, sexual insecurities. I also had insecurities about, oh, other guys that are more charismatic, more confident, more open. Why would she be with me? That was a constant reoccurring theme in our first year together. And I had to learn, how do I share this? Because in our first year, I just could not. I could not share this because I felt like, well, she's going to think I'm weak and I'm a whoopee or so. I had all these flawed beliefs and I had to realize, man, if we want to build real connection and real depth, then I need to trust her. I need to trust her that she won't just leave when things get rough or when I have a bad day or a bad moment or feel insecure. Those are not things that should break a relationship. They should strengthen it when you talk about it. So I had to learn, how do I have the confidence to trust her? How can I share myself vulnerably? And for me personally, what changed everything was a year into our relationship, I learned how to meditate. I just needed a way to calm my mind and to organize all the chaos in here. Because for months, I was just self-sabotaging all the time. And it didn't feel like this magical time because I was in a very bad headspace. But it changed once I learned how to meditate, once I learned how to organize my thinking. So I got clear on what was really bothering me. When you bring awareness to your struggles and you bring awareness to why does that happen consistently, then you can actually do something about it. And it taught me to trust. It taught me to share. And I told her about my pain and I, processed through my past experiences. I mean, we all carry our past selves into our current relationships. When we start a new relationship, we tend to think, yo, that's all new and this is great. But you carry your past self with you. So if you have unresolved pain, that needs to come into the light so you can become aware of it and do something about it. So the major themes of phase number three, intimacy is vulnerability, trust or attachment. And attachment is so important. I did an entire video on this at the end of this video. I'll link that up because this is so important. So we've got trust, attachment, then also vulnerability, and then ultimately commitment. Ultimately, you have to make a commitment to the one person you want to spend your life with. You have to make a commitment at some point that this is something serious. This is the point where you delete the dating apps. This is the point where you fully commit to that one person. And this is um, like such a huge moment in a relationship. At some point, you just have to make a commitment and stop going from one relationship to the other. And that then brings us to phase number four, which is longevity. I mean, 
The first year in a relationship can be so magical. You feel wonderful. But at some point, the excitement and the passion, it might go. I mean, at first, in the first six months, you have these butterflies in the stomach and you see everything. Oh, this is so great about her and this is so great about him. And the sex is amazing and all these things. But at some point, you lose that perspective. You see your partner in real eyes, through a real lens. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing. But that also requires you to establish a solid foundation so your relationship can flourish in the long term. Most relationships, they start up here and they just go down, 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 down. Their intimacy, their connection, it just slowly degrades over time. But what you want is you want your relationship to get better over time. So how do you do this? First, the most important thing in relationships, in long-term relationships, is novelty. You have to bring in some novelty over time. When it's the same all the time, every day, and you don't create new experiences or you go to new places, if you don't do this, your relationship is toast. So you have to have to find a way. You have to find a way to keep it interesting, to do something new, to see your partner in a different light, to do new things together. That is so crucial and that has to start early. So bring in some novelty. Second key is growth. You need to grow together. Like most couples, they grow independently. They grow in their job, they grow in their career, they grow as a parent, but they don't share it. And because they don't share it, they feel like they're growing apart. So you need to grow together and you need to have a shared vision of what you really want in your life. You have to have a shared vision of what do we want? Do we want kids? Where do we want to live? Not that we need to have definitive answer, but you need to consistently polish your vision of the future together. You need to talk about it all the time. My girlfriend and I, we're talking about this all the time, basically daily. Because first, our life is changing so much all the time. And secondly, because that increases the depth and connection that we feel because we feel like we are building something together. So you need to get clear on what are our values, what's our vision, and then grow together. One of the greatest habits you can have is every day share what you're learning. Like my partner and I, we're both learning every day. We're reading books, watching online courses. Sometimes we do it together, sometimes alone. But when we do it alone, we always talk about it. We always share, hey, this is a new cool insight I found. This is what I've realized. This is what I've learned. And when you talk about that, you grow stronger together. So we got novelty, we got growth. And then the third thing that you need is you need to have gratitude. It's so easy to take your partner for granted. It's so easy to focus on the negatives. She never does the dishes or he never cleans up. And resentment is the silent killer of relationships. One of the best things I've learned is actually how to live together in a household. Because 
honestly, I'm not that clean of a person. Like I shower, sure, and I shave and all those things, but I don't like cleaning up. I just don't like cleaning up. And that wasn't a habit that I had. But for my girlfriend, cleanliness is super important. So in the end, it often ended with her doing all the work and she being resentful because I never cleaned the bath or did the toilet or did the dishes because I felt like this is a waste of my time. Why should I do this? But one of the best things I've learned in our relationships is how to take my own share, how to take responsibility, how to be a responsible adult and living together. And this is elevated our relationship so much more because when there is no resentment and you have more gratitude, everything feels so much better. And to finish off the story, since we started dating, it's been six years. It's been six years, six amazing years. And we met in 2016, June 22nd, 2016. Then in 2018, February, we moved to Cologne in Germany, 500 kilometers again away from where we were living together. Then eight months later, our daughter was born. And then a year later, I started my business. We both finished college. And then in 2021, our son was born. And now we're building this brand together, building this business together. She's starting her own fitness channel where we do home workouts and nutrition and all those things. So keep that in mind. And I'm just so grateful for Belgian. She's been such a joy in my life and she's been the biggest factor to my growth. I mean, she's supported me. She's given me that confidence. I've learned so much from her. I mean, I talk about all these mentors that I have and they are amazing. But the biggest source of growth has been my intimate relationship with her. It's my source of strength, my source of confidence, my source of when I fell, when I fell down and when I fail in life, I know there's someone who cares for me. I know there's someone who really believes in me. And that's so huge. And I just encourage you, this is the most important relationship in your entire life. So choose wisely and invest your time, invest your effort into this relationship because it's going to be worth it. What they often say is that relationships are a distraction. But I don't believe this. I don't believe it to be true at all. When you have a partner, everything becomes easier because you're not doing it alone. You have someone to cheer you on, to believe in you, to give you confidence. And I believe one of your greatest sources of strength is going to be your relationships. First, when you're a child, it's your parents. But at some point, that is probably going to be your partner. So choose wisely, invest, commit, and commit to making your relationship better every single day. And here's one thing to keep in mind. It doesn't matter what you do once a year. It just doesn't matter. Yes, plan special experiences with your partner. You are going to remember those. But what really matters is what do you every day? Do you have the gratitude? Do you have the reverence for your partner? 
Do you attend to small moments? Those are the things that really matter. And this is such an important area of your life. So I want you to make this a study. I want you to gain experience. I want you to put yourself out there because this can change your life. And if you like this video, then smash like, subscribe down below, hit that notification bell, and I'll see you in the next one.